1: Hey everybody! Thanks for tuning in to Jonah Ray. Dio can't make it because he's on tour, opening up for Crucial Taunt. I heard they well. On tonight's show, sponsored by Blue Collar Distro, we have Ben Getting and songs from the Henry Clay People, Turf War, Sundials, Andrew Jackson D- Jihad, and here's a uh, here's our opening thong. Here's our opening thong by by uh, Cisco. Cisco is a big fan of the show. Um, I'm telling you, man, if that's not plugged in, there's no point in doing that. This is Turf War's uh, intro song for Jonah Radio. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. I can't help but feel that they did it in spite of me. I <laughs> um, just seen it just because uh, I asked them a few too many times maybe and then they uh, got drunk and did that one. I appreciate the song. I mean, I think Turf War is a great band. It's one of my top five records of the year, Years yeah. of Living Dangerously. And, uh, yeah. So thanks for that. Thanks for that. You know, Turf War, one of the guys in it also, very good designer, uh, Um, goes by the name of... Um, Oh shit, Charles Ames. No, uh, he may. He's uh Fuck it. Who cares? Henry Owens. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're from Atlanta. They're a really good band. We've talked about them a bunch on the show before. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Yes. So as always, our producer Cash Hartzel is here. Cash, say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty interesting i like the way you did it too um neil mahoney desperately trying to make his phone that's doesn't have good speakers go into the microphone My
2: iPhone has great speakers it's not an iphone 5 it has shit speakers <laughs>
1: no it, i got okay. then blow us away
2: yeah, I'm look
1: out maxwell M- tape us right now and maxwell <laughs> coffee me as well because we need it <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, i'm sorry can you are my ears bleeding
1: plug it in if you're going to use it you have the ability to no. all right that's neil mahoney um and uh adam yeah. my brother is here of course hanging out uh and um no 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 don't put a <laughs> don't put a, don't put a him mic a near, don't put a mic near his face um and uh our guest tonight the uh, lead designer uh, for
4: all art based
1: uh, in you could you
4: could technically say art director
1: art director of Vagrant Records uh, for the past how many years seven years seven, seven years Vagrant. at Vagrant Records with bands like oh man the really? Hold Steady and
4: have we mentioned that before
1: yes we have um, <laughs> Hold Steady Dashboard Confessional, Dashboard Confessional Rock
4: from the Crypt Night Marchers yeah Joker I know Ray. yeah I
1: know who's on the level.
4: No, these are oh these, these are, are
1: the people video you've video done content. designs for. Yeah, you you have a uh, uh, he did dashboard confessional, which uh, not a good band, but um, and then maybe that's uh, I shouldn't say that because it's your you're part of the label.
4: You've yeah, heard them, I mean, you know. Any opinion you want to have, it's fine <laughs> with me.
1: Yes, okay, there we go. Good, play it politically, just like mm-hmm. I did over that mm-hmm. other thing. Um. <laughs> so, but you have uh, people have tattoos of the thing you designed for Desperado Festival.
4: People have tattoos of the apple that I did for Shade of Poison Trees, and it's really creepy. It's weird because yeah. it was like uh, it's a great design. Also, two people have uh, that I know of the logo I did for the Night Marchers oh
3: have you done uh for the rocket for the crypt has anybody done that because i, I well <laughs> i didn't do that.
4: that was the, <laughs> the, the original idea. rock from the crypt logo was way before my time and many many people have that tattoo including well yeah, that, kennedy from uh, mtv
3: kennedy has that yeah.
1: kennedy kennedy because kennedy. you get
3: free entrance to all of none their shows more. for not uh, no. oh they, that was in
4: years and years and, and years. also they are not a band anymore <laughs> no they're back together no, They're back together what yeah. playing shows in europe Um, no, they actually stopped doing the tattoo thing years before they broke up because they just, I mean, they'd have 30 people show up and be like, put me on the list. (laughs) No.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's like, it it did seem like a good idea though, to get people really into the band. I mean, that's the thing you heard about early on when you first heard about, you know, you know, if you get their logo tattooed, you get into the show for free.
2: You know, I sort of like their records. And then when I heard about that, I was like, I could do it. If you guys
4: get get Jonah tattooed on you, he'll get you into shows for free. (laughs) Yeah, it's true.
1: It's true. Uh, but not nervous. not nervous. Yeah, p- portrait of me. But like, it has to be a really good looking picture of me, yeah. like jawline. Ten, ten <laughs> pounds uh, lighter. Yeah, yeah. Fuck at that. Twenty pounds lighter. Just draw, draw me like I'm. I'm a Tom's of Finland kind of yeah. leather daddy. Draw me like the pictures of me that I put up.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the MySpace era.
1: Yes. Oh God, I looked great in those. <laughs> I looked so good in those pictures. Yeah. You really. It's weird, drinking really uh really does it and
2: malnutrition and
1: malnutrition. I was fucking eating worse then than I am now. That's
2: what I mean. You weren't absorbing any nutrients. Oh, Your you're body right. Was Sorry, eating itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was
4: absorbing cactus burritos at 3 a.m.
2: Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. On the it, it didn't. It didn't work. It
1: didn't work. And uh, you know, I'm not like I'm really just. It's like what's weird is that I've gained weight mm-hmm. since then, but I'm still not as fat as I was as a kid. And so there's hope. Neil, you can micro, go if you want. Neil's got to get up at six in the morning. We know that because he said it seventeen times since he's gotten here. Twice. No, no, no. I've heard it more than twice. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, like it's like Neil, you were talking about how like you're the same way as you were in high school. Yeah, it just looks terrible now. Yeah, it's what? just something. What happened? Uh, it shifted. Decreased muscle mass, increased fat. Because I have more muscles than I did when I was in high school.
2: That's for sure. I look great. I don't know. You probably have pretty big muscles hauling around all the extra weight. No, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. You've got great calves. I okay. do have great oh, calves. I've always great. Got great calves.
1: Yeah, big guys have great calves because yeah. Yeah, they they're carrying the weight. Uh, Adam,
2: don't
4: let us
1: forget. We'll post a picture of some calves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for taking out these notes, Adam. Um, <laughs> arms crossed. Legs akimbo. Uh <laughs> legs of kimbo No one told me I was supposed to take notes I mentioned it last week I think he just took my mic <laughs> Yeah <you're, laughs> no Cash was supposed to get a uh, Cash was supposed to get a shotgun mic so he could easily mic other people I, I, I gave you support. a shotgun mic I have a
3: shotgun mic I I just, You don't have to <laughs> you, it,
2: you do We're pre drinking a burnt beer so <laughs> a burnt beer
1: Oh, this I wonder what happens when that beer gets skunked Oof. Yeah, do you think it tastes like rotting wood? Do you think it tastes like Ronnie Wood?
2: (laughs) Small faces, Ronnie Wood. Yeah. No pants, no showers.
1: Uh, Oof. Uh, We're going to play a song by Turf War, the band that did the opening theme songs from their album that came out this year, Years of Living Dangerously, uh, with the song, Back Home. Please enjoy it. I do. Turf War, love those dudes, love those dudes. Got like, was a fan, found them on MySpace, uh, became a fan, like uh, ripped all the stuff off of MySpace music, um, and then I uh, ended up like tweeting at them when I was at South by Southwest, and they said, "Oh, let's hang out, come by the show," and uh, very nice guys, very nice guys. I like them a lot. I should have looked up that designer guy before I came back during that song. I should have done that. How would you have looked him up? Using um, the internet. You're a man, man. I could have done that. Could have done that. Could have done that. Could have done, done that. Good one, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. Shots. <laughs> Still too soon. Still too soon. Still, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, you can
3: rim a too soon joke.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that was also a
2: callback to last week's yes. podcast.
1: From two days ago. Shh. No, oh, come on.
2: Don't
1: You you want this thing to be so much more important than it really is. Ever (laughs) going to (laughs) be?
0: Never mind. Back Uh, up.
1: Right when you, uh, (laughs) right when I think you couldn't be dumber, you go and do something like this and totally redeem yourself, Uh, Ben. I've known you. Uh, We met because we uh, we used to traverse in the same circle of crazy
3: hipsters.
4: We were the same two kids that were in uh, punk rock, pop punk. And hung out with all the worst people in Hollywood. Yeah, they were all very nice, very
1: nice people. But like, not our people. No, but we just ended up no. there, and uh, you know, I noticed this guy in a Screech and Weasel shirt, and he's also in a corner,
4: uh, <laughs> not talking to girls. <laughs> yeah, making
3: fun of people. It's very hard to meet people in corners if you're in opposite corners. Yeah. Like, same wall corners are very...
1: Plus, I'm also, like, very tall, uh, and Ben's of average height, so it's like I'm not going to be able to see
2: him, Mm -hmm. you know?
4: You're actually, like, the only friend I've made in my adult life in that kind of grade school way, like, not being introduced by a friend and then hanging out for a while. That's true. Yeah. Straight up in a party, like... Hey, hey, man, you like cool stuff, yeah, too. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and then, like, it's just that, like, this place is fucking dumb. go, like, oh, God, thank you so much. And then we would kind of see each other around. You want and to then, get out
4: of here?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to get wow. out of here? Ooh. Children, Neil? <laughs> it wasn't children, was it? Play it again. It is just- hit school.
0: <laughs> it's just it's it's a
3: little bit technical like, college, yeah. two year college. Uh, but it's crazy because we were we were actually
1: in a lot of the same places for a very a long, long period of time. We kept running,
4: we'd run into each other at the cemetery movies, and yeah, stupid bars, stupid bars. But we were even party. even before
1: that, like there was a there was used to be these two um, club nights. Actually, three in a row. It was every every weekend. Uh, it was whatever that club... It was called Club Underground, but it was Friday nights right across the street from Trader Joe's on Santa Monica, like that fucking ghetto one with like the... What was the uh, the diner that was there that was real fucking gross? Uh, you guys remember was, that? Yeah. Like the... Uh, West the, Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, like the fucking, yeah. Like the fucking the, the yeah, coal my, miner or something
2: like that. Yeah, where that my office was. It's yeah,
1: it lot. was right over there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that was like...
2: So, there, there, that was like the section of Santa Monica Boulevard between the... Straight heterosexual female prostitutes, and then there was like a transition area where there were a lot of transgender prostitutes. Yes,
1: there, and then further down, it truly was straight, a transitional gay, area yeah.
4: in many ways.
2: And then <laughs> the further west you went, then there was just straight up uh, gay men prostitutes. Yeah, I
4: lived right on the block with the uh transsexual prostitutes. I mean, oh, just fine. yeah, that's right, always right. But I like, was on but the cutting house. Edge. right outside my house. But it's Friday,
1: again. Friday, that was there was like, and this was like a a time. This was the early two thousands when uh, uh, the Faint came out, mm-hmm. uh, the band the Faint, and they showed oh, all yeah. the they, they showed that all all the fucking like indie emo kids that were writing letters and making mixtapes. The Faint came out and said, "All right, now it's time to start straight fucking." And then every cute cool. indie emo girl became a fucking slut, and I don't like mean like uh, everyone did. Every guy, every girl, like it wasn't about love anymore. It was just about fucking.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, uh, that and that bright eyes song.
3: What's oh, that bright eyes song. Uh, bol- was it bowl of oranges? No, not <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know, I'm like not- that
2: song about fucking.
3: I
1: came across a no, doctor. No, he was in quite poor, poor health. Room. He I said, "There's nothing love. I can do for me. You can't do for yourself."
3: All right. so right. So I'm not boom. familiar with Breta's whole catalog.
1: Yeah, but you fucking dropped the name of the video that your girlfriend directed. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, I, told, I forgot that. Oh. Uh, is, it yeah, the one it my, is it the song my girlfriend directed a video for? I don't mean it. Like, and I don't mean it. It's fucking very talented. It's a great it's a video. video. Like when I when I found video. out when I met Kat and I found out that she directed that video, it was like, it was like oh, fuck, I love that video. Nothing I can do with you. No, but it was. Uh, but it was just. A, t- it was a time. But the thing is, Bright Eyes it was that. that part of that same scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, same that Omaha, Nebraska scene, um, and and girls. It just everyone just like start fucking dancing like eighties and like Ladytron and and the Faint and, and and everyone was getting down. All of a sudden, there we were, Sunset Strip in eighty two. Man, you can't beat a better
4: time than that. It was almost our generation's version of that, but with far yeah. less cocaine. Yes, yes. Well, not no cocaine. Yeah. It <laughs> <laughs> <That>
1: is Los Angeles. <laughs> um, but there was, you know, it was like a time. It was really crazy. The the switch that happened, uh, and like I don't know if you guys noticed that at all. But no. in LA, I've in, always
2: dated old women.
1: That's true. We yeah. go that
4: we go there to meet girls and then just hate every minute of being there, but the one time you'd meet the girl outside that would make out with you you were just yeah it made the whole thing worthwhile it was
1: almost like uh it it really it was like going to a show like a good show not musically but like and not like you know like entertainment wise but it was like you know It was better than going to like a rock and roll show or a punk show because you could, the whole time, you could be talking to somebody or trying to fuck somebody. Instead of like that thing, you're watching a band, you're like, oh, the cute girl with the vans and the Coca Cola vintage shirt seems kind of cute. I'm going to see, oh, she's going with the guy in the band? There was no guys in the band. There were only DJs. (laughs) Far less DJs than there are guys in bands. Right.
3: I never thought about it that way. Exactly.
1: One band, five guys. Three bands in a night? That's 15 dudes you got to fucking roadies. Roadies. Merch guys. That's 30 guys in a night that you have to fucking compete with. Oh. DJs maybe two a night.
2: Yeah, that's I have, a good point. I have an anecdote and an uh, uh, an edit to, to, or an addendum to last week's episode when uh, Greg was trying to think of a math rock band from San Francisco. It was probably the fucking champs. Um, uh, mm. they're not
1: really math rock.
2: Well, kind of like metal. Okay, maybe not then. But they do have a lot of. I thought it was Hella. You were right on with, with Hella. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but I saw them at the Troubadour, and I saw. Chloe Savaney was there and she was like hitting on this dude that she obviously thought was in the band. He was just their their merch guy. <laughs> and then I saw the moment where she's like, Oh, wait. No. Gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Gotta go. Have fun counting it up. <laughs>
1: um, no, I, that's the the worst. Is uh, yeah, I was a, I was a, I was the drummer of bands, and like as everyone got to like talk to people afterwards, I had to lug equipment, yeah. and like yeah. tr- you know take it down. And the worst is having a band where you have a separate singer that has no equipment, yeah. He, he doesn't have to bring a mic. They have a mic there for him. And yeah. he, he just fucking goes off. And you're like, oh, well, okay, it's time for me to get even sweatier. <laughs> um, you chose your instrument. I did. I didn't. Yeah. No, it chose me. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, it was, so Friday night was this place called Club Underground. And that's actually where I, uh, I came up with. There was a me and Neil and uh, guy uh, there. some guys, a, a web series called The Freeloader's Guide to Easy Living. And there was a thing where it was how to get free drinks. And uh, one of the things was wait for a popular song to come on. And uh, people will just fucking put down the drinks and go down. So it was like a faint song, a Lady Tron song, or a stroke song. Fucking people would just run to the dance floor, and that'd be like boom, boom,
2: boom. But like fucking drinking all these half-drink drinks, <laughs> like Judge Smells' son or whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like I, there was nothing. There was I was just like because Ike was underage. Oh right, I was uh, underage and I couldn't actually you know get drunk uh, like legally, so I had to go in and fucking drink all the drinks. And then okay, and then there was a uh, Saturday. Saturday was Bang. And club Sunday Bang. And, and Sunday was Club Beat It. And those was even the <laughs> so same location. Like, right, World Cafe right across the street from the Knitting Factory. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Is this is starting to sound like a Stefan bit. I know it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Come out to p- Club Hollywood's Bang. It's like Hollywood's bats club. Like,
2: oh, these aren't funny. They're just all the same. <laughs> yeah. And it
1: was really, it was the same people. It was everyone from Orange County in the South Bay yeah. driving
4: up to Hollywood. That's uh, when I was originally coming up before I lived up here was... Girls from Long Beach, yeah, uh, throwing me in their car. They could. You're a little guy. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> no, there was a lot of those. Like, the, and the the worst part was like you know meeting a girl, and that's, you're at this club, you can meet a girl, and I'm like, where do you live? And she's like, oh, Alhambra. You're like, oh, that might as well be nowhere. That might as well not even exist because that's not, I, I don't. I fucking. So, my, does your mom expect
4: you to come home tonight? Because <laughs> mine does.
2: Now it's turning into swingers. Yeah. Uh,
1: and then yeah, that was like, that. But that was such a crazy time, and uh, and I I I really do believe it was like music kind of got like like sexed up, and then nine eleven happened. And I really think, like, everyone wanted to fucking just, like, get fucked. Yeah. It was just... Woo-hoo! To my idea? Nine eleven. Okay. We got him, though. <laughs> we got him. There's another sound effect for that. We got him, though. We sure did.
2: Oh, that's the one we don't have on here.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh. I remember... I
1: remember is this it came out by the strokes blank wave arcade by the faint and all of a sudden terrorists hijacked planes and flew them into the world trade center and as those buildings went down so did the girls panties and everyone was just ready to get down thank you thank you everybody
5: god bless the u.s
1: HPV, no one really knew about it yet. No one really knew about it. And that's when everyone got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things. Uh, <laughs> was a, what?
2: was such a great beat. Of just like, <laughs> <laughs> one, oh. two. <laughs> and... Yeah.
1: But uh, it was, and so when you started, you were in uh, Costa Mesa going to shows and, uh, and got into like doing zines.
4: I basically got – I started zines in high school interviewing local bands, and I found at the same time I was buying records because of their artwork, and then I worked for Liberation Records right out of high school when I was 18. And uh, They put out The Invalids? No. They, nope. Actually, they put out – uh, the famous punk sucks and ska sucks compilations. Oh yes, uh, yeah, remember those? Leading into a lot of uh, re-releases of Screeching Weasel and the Vindictives and things like that for yeah. a while, and then uh, you know they just kind of tailed off and nowhere. But I had my own garage rock label on there and ended up doing artwork just out of necessity and went, oh, I could do this for a living. You had your own label? Yeah, it was called Sonic Tone Records. I put out two seven inches. Wait a and, minute, I a never fucking knew about this. Yeah. I put out a B movie rat, seven inch, a snake charmers, seven inch, and uh, a compilation of uh, garage punk bands. Wow. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. How old were you? 19.
1: God damn. When I was 19, that's when I finally had the balls to even just move away from home.
4: I was making like <laughs> $6 an hour under the table. <laughs> it was awful. It was, but you were well, I mean, you were was, doing cool shit. It, I was doing what I wanted to do, but I, was, I had to live at home with my mom because I made no money. Yeah. And it was when record labels were still making money. I mean, the, <laughs> Dave, <laughs> Dave Liberation was printing money at that point. That so was I,
3: when you could retire after your third 70s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: I was doing a lot of the shipping, too, so I know that they were selling records. Really? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ! Yeah, there was a, it's it's weird that they and they're starting to sell more. Like we went to a fucking record store. Well, it's weird to that think they just of a, opened up a new record. They're all over the place now. There's one on New York. There's one in Hellhurst. One on fucking Colorado. They're just opening up everywhere. Yeah, boutique style ones. Jonah, though. there's a
4: lot of water stores
2: around as well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so you're saying people need these records, or they think they do? I know you buy a lot more than I do. Yeah, that's a new thing. That's just another thing from turning thirty. It's like I like I got to figure out what makes me me. I, like and it's, <laughs> I, I you know I think it's, and it just make is making me go back and try and do go, what I you did You got to go myself.
4: through a hang out with the younger people phase. I don't, I, don't want that. I don't want
1: that. I hate. I don't <laughs> like younger people. That's true. I don't like them. I'm, I'm surprised of, people like me. Okay,
2: I'm kind of doing that now, Ben. Yeah,
1: it works. Out. You've been hanging out with me since you were fucking twenty one. No, twenty two. No, twenty three.
3: Twenty three. Mm, really? I think so. Gross. And it, it's kept you young. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> You're years behind where you should, you should be, right? That's what we mean by young. Oh.
1: You know, we don't have to have an episode
2: next
1: week. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to play a song. We're going to try and wake up Neil.
2: Uh, I'm doing fine. You are? Yeah. You shut down. He fucking just tanked that whole thing. We could have ended oh. after I said 24. I'm
1: so sorry, Ben.
2: No, it's all right. It's good practice. It's good practice, yeah.
4: It'll be another it'll be another podcast we do together that no longer exists on the internet.
1: That's right. <laughs> well we're gonna play a song when we get back and we're gonna talk about our podcast. It was the first time I'd ever even heard of it, and it was called The Once Future Kings. So please do enjoy. Uh a span I opened up for last night, uh uh satellite in Silver Lake called the Henry Clay People. This is a great <laughs> album.
5: Waste of time, with nothing on our mind. Stop by for the skyline. Shut Take it from someone who's tried and I have tried They never got me anywhere Soft spot for the skyline Hot heads in the soft spot tonight
1: All right, that was uh, twenty five for the rest of our lives. Um,
2: I'd like to bring up the cash. Just asked you how many Facebook friends? you had.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how many Facebook friends I have. I remember because um, th- that was like remember when you could see yeah on it was MySpace in like, uh, the Friendster. That was a big thing. Where it's like, oh look at me. You got Who's um, in your top
3: eight.
4: Top eight. I I think Facebook should bring that bring that in from the MySpace favoritism
1: place. you know it's crazy trying to figure out the guest list for uh for mine and deanna's wedding and uh <clears throat> it's just the the worst because you're you're quantifying your friends you're who, who you designed
4: w- your save the date cards Oh, uh, we haven't done them yet yeah when's your, when's your, <laughs> uh, when's your wedding? Yeah. <laughs> april you guys are on top of it
1: yeah we just found a place man <laughs> but you knew that, oh wait no, you i, I, I that told
4: thing. you <laughs> No, I know. Uh, Yesterday. Yeah. April. It's four months away. Usually do it about a year. You sit down and tell
1: these. I don't want to be fucking engaged for a year.
2: That's a good point. Okay.
1: Okay. I have a... There's there's a... I'm just
2: saying I'm trying to explain his point of view.
1: I don't give a shit. <laughs> and you know what? The less people that can come, the better. Because you know, fucking, it's it's the worst thing. Like, well, we got to invite that person. Well, we got to invite that person. Well, we, and then you start negotiating. You yeah. start doing like, uh, well, I don't know that person you're inviting or like them too much, so I'll trade you uh, a Peter for uh, Nancy. <laughs> and then you go, okay, cool. And then both Peter and Nancy are out.
4: Don't worry, I, I wish. Atencio
1: i won't. is invited. Just so
4: <laughs> I, I didn't mean to pull that out. I won't have a plus one. I remember
1: uh, when Neil uh, like Neil invited both I and uh Lauren and then uh and then like I had to I had to like change mine to a plus one. Oh just yeah, a, or just a single.
3: Oh, in the in the interim. The, yes. The, yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I remember uh she 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 was uh was supposed to go with me to mason steinberg's wedding and she's like i don't feel comfortable going to a wedding." wait a second
2: you're not supposed to talk about lauren no but this (laughs) is just this is just a story
1: this is just a funny story uh i'm not sure if i want to go to a wedding with you um uh when i like i don't even know if like you know i want to get married to you or or no where we're never even going to get married i was like what are you talking about i'll be with you for another few months um But, uh, like, I remember, like, and then, like, uh, like for Neil, she was like, I'm not going to that. I was like, I was like you're, you're so funny. Uh, <laughs>
4: um, I have a, I have, a, I have a, an album cover photo of us, album cover worthy photo of us in front of a stove from that yeah. era. Uh,
1: yeah, it's not an era. It was just a nice single time. Um, There was a, uh, I remember, because the timer on the camera, and we would put it on stuff. And, like, we were just, me and Ben it's were okay. just hanging out. It was pretty gay. It was pretty gay. I was just like it's like let's look a real sad I just like I hated that kitchen so much. It was such a sad looking kitchen and I thought it was funny if we just looked really bummed out in the kitchen ourselves.
4: We had our old shots.
1: Yeah, it made it It made it look like we had a friend, a third friend, uh, taking the picture. <laughs> but that was the apartment I lived on on Avocado. Uh, this the most oh, Avocado. Uh, the the most generic uh, apartment name, <laughs> or apartment like uh, location is uh it's four 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 Avocado. Someone Street. lives there now. <laughs> so it's not me. They're okay, we're gonna to... break in and go. Joe Riesel live here and then fucking kill people.
4: Yeah, they're gonna get really no. annoyed about the tour that goes by. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I used but to just I
3: used the to, nerdest tour. I used to joke <laughs> around. Cash, we start doing tours.
5: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes. I used to joke around uh, saying like uh, it's like if I ever get like assassinated by a, a super fan, the first thought in people's heads are gonna be like, really. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, yeah, like someone that was a Chris fan like killed him. I can't believe he's dead. No, 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 no. It's crazy. He's dead, but like a like a super
4: fan. <laughs> well, it was a it was a Chris Hardwick super fan. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't get close. To yeah, that. they were just gonna try and use me as a suit <laughs> to get closer. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a. I was we were living there, and that's when we were hanging out a bunch. I was on Los Feliz, and I had a roommate who, um, he. He was just a weird guy in general. He was a weird guy. Nice guy. Nice way guy. Way too nice. Way too nice. But um one time he was like trying to clean up the place and there was like a bottle of tequila and there was only like a little bit of a it handle, left in there. A
4: handle I, with a shot left.
1: Yeah. And so we get home one or we get to back to my place one night. Uh me and Ben, my uh my heterosexual uh friend. And uh we see that there's I was a, being uh,
4: responsible not drunk driving staying on the couch for anybody that's getting ideas. <laughs>
1: Uh, and we, uh, there was a shot of a uh, shot glass full of the tequila, with uh, saran wrap over it and a rubber band
0: holding <laughs> it <laughs> closed,
1: in case of emergency breaks. Yeah, wrap. just like we're like, what is he? He's like, dude, I'm not going to have the whole bottle there. He's just going to have one shot, and the shot just stayed there
4: for months. For months. Sort <laughs> having condensation on the top of the yeah. saran wrap. And like, wow. and
1: like uh, our friend, our friend Preston, <laughs> Dirty Preston, would just like couldn't handle it. Like he, would, every time he would come over, he'd be like, ah, old shot. <laughs> it was like, old shot, look at that, right there, still there don't no gonna take it, no one ever had a fucking I think I moved out and that thing's still there I love the old shot Old shot, oh, old <laughs> shot um, For Christmas this year, think of old shot
3: Yeah, yes Oh,
2: yeah.
1: uh, That's old well, shot over there, you don't want to fuck with that What? For New Year's this year This is year. coming out the day after Christmas He's talking about
4: Christmas 2013 Who fucking oh. cares, Neil, we pre-recorded it
2: I know, but I just want to this is the first time we've done that. I just want to make sure that we don't interrupt the space time continuum.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Valid concern. Valid concern. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, we got, shouldn't have given you shit. You got it. What yeah. does Ziggy
2: say? <laughs> 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 is that a quantum leap. Reference? Yeah, they all were.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, no, I don't. I don't watch a lot of quantum. Leap. <laughs>
1: We're going to take a quick break. Uh, uh, This is just a free association. You uh, said drunk driving. I'm going to play a song from Andrew Jackson Jihad called The Michael Jordan of Drunk Driving.
5: The Michael Jordan of Drunk Driving played his final game tonight. And burdened by his loneliness, he wanted to feel alive. His laziness built the pyramids and his solitude was a knife. The Michael Jordan of Drunk Driving played his final game tonight.
1: Yes, yeah, it's, a, it's such a nice song. A song, and the whole album's really good. Uh, in that uh, that comic book, I've been reading "Little Depressed Boy," um, it's fucking great. But there's so many references to uh, like Andrew Jackson Jihad, uh, Kepi Ghoulie from the Ghoulies. Oh wow! Um, and uh, like the, the, like in the they goes to a childish Gambino show in this comic book. Uh, it's just fucking. It's really, really fucking awesome, um, and I'm really been digging it. A little depressed boy is what it's called, it. but like it's neat because it's like it, reading it. It's it feels like it's reading my like the guy is kind of just like always bummed about a girl, gets broke, starts working at a movie theater. It was like pretty spot on, <laughs> pretty spot on. Uh, yeah,
3: I'm, I'm like that with beer commercials. I see beer commercials and I'm always like, wow. I remember when I was tailgating.
1: No, no. You just every time you think of that every time you see the Schmitz Gay commercial parody from. Uh, yes, yes, yes. that's... that's
0: <laughs> oh. on fire! I just got yeah, it. Fire.
1: Yeah, 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 It's good because no one else is, um, including myself. I didn't have enough beer. We we can we can
2: yeah. Cause we, Should we, we stop down and do a sh- what what is it called? Old what shot. shot- <laughs> no the shotgun. Oh, we'll do old shot and then we'll do
1: i've never play. done a shotgun i've never shotgun a beer really no I, i'm just because to me it looked i see would see so much waste
4: I there was my, so I much waste i did my first one this summer there's was no waste yeah Absolutely. yeah really that's, you've that's all it.
1: of it no right when you pop it it fucking sprays and starts dripping no, no. Not if you
3: do it right yeah if you do it right there's a lot of loose and fast rules <laughs> just like you're <laughs> not winning a, not, a um, thing. not a thing not 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 a. have done a beer
1: bong ironically that's kind
2: of the same. How would you do it ironically?
1: Um, I, was, I smirked before and after. <laughs> I said, can you believe I'm doing this?
2: my friends?" Which cop- is the
1: same thing that happened to me when I sucked the guy's dick. Can you believe I'm... <laughs>
2: I've told most of you this story before, but when my friends were in college, we were going to have this party and bands were going to play in their backyard, but there had been a bunch of stabbings in the neighborhood lately. So the cop showed up and said, hey, we heard you're having a party night. Guess what? You're not and to make sure we're going to park a cop car in front of your house all night. And we're like, oh, okay, yeah. but we had already bought beer for this party. So we had to cancel it, and then we found out that, uh, that band Trans Am and Golden – and another band were playing in a loft in Chinatown, Boston. So we got cabs to put kegs in the trunks of and drove them there, got there. It's like a fifth-story, rickety wooden staircase walk-up with full kegs of Guinness. Jesus. <laughs> and we're hauling
3: them
1: up Which there. I'm sure
2: is heavier. It's a heavier keg. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: It's like mercury.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Wait, one, I think one was like... One was like a lighter beer, and one was but one was definitely Guinness. And because when we got them up there, like everyone, like fucking elbows were disconnected, and like just everyone was in bad shape and covered in sweat. And uh, we decided, like, this is we've lost tonight. We've, we're never going to make money back for these beers. We just showed up at some random like house party with kegs, and we basically said, and we didn't have cups. We didn't have <laughs> cups, so we said for five dollars, all you can drink. You have no. to provide your own cup, and so people were like getting like bigger and bigger f- devices to fill uh, with uh, beer. <laughs> and then we were like, "Okay, this whole thing is just a hustle. Now we're just hemorrhaging money." Yeah, we said you could drink for free all night, any container you want, if you do a Guinness keg stamp. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people did.
4: Yeah, oh, that is fucking. It's- I think Horrific Jonah. I think Jonah lifted me on my only keg stand. <laughs> did we do one of those? I always had a weird fascination. It was the same night that uh, we did our friend Ann's first keg stand.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's uh, it's weird because I didn't go to college. I always had this weird fantasy of not a fantasy, just like. I didn't know what it was to go to college. I didn't know what the lifestyle was, so I had this idea of what it was, and I always thought it was Cake so. were a part of that, w- so they were. <laughs> they, they and like, were. and that's the thing. When I said ironic, like I did a like ironic uh, beer bong thing, like it's like it's because I'm like, this is college. This right. is what college is about. Like in it, but that's kind. I of what, never
6: did. I never did one. I Adam, did. I did a beer bong once, but that was in Mexico on spring break. I did a beer bong. You sound like a cop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> ah, officer a Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
6: you're right
1: yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I did a beer bong. I did 10 beer bongs, man. Pass <laughs> me all the jointies.
2: <laughs> the, uh, yeah, like the Guinness is just so heavy, though, and it foams, like, kind of before it settles. So, like, you're just shooting foam yeah.
1: <laughs> in someone's mouth. It's, and then, and then, it, and, the, and the evening ended with a belching contest.
2: Yeah, it was terrible. Which oh.
1: Booger won. uh, but-
2: but yeah, like we, like I was never around that. Like We were doing it like, oh, this is a thing we're supposed to do because we're in college or whatever. So that was, it was kind of the same, I guess, ironic take on it.
1: Yeah. So ben, yeah. you didn't go to college either, right?
4: I did not. Straight, uh, straight to work. You guys went to college?
1: Kids. You went to college for like 10 years, Adam. <laughs> I
4: went to community college.
1: Yeah. I went to community college for a couple months and then 9-11 happened and then I, I was like, I seriously thought the world was going to end.
4: I was already out of community college by then.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm real young. Um, I'm still you're old. also a leap year baby. You're like four years
3: old. Eight. You're eight. I got an uncle who's who just turned seven. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but younger, community younger college. Community college has nothing to do with college. It's just extended high school. Yeah, it's our friend
2: Derek it, Waters it calls it thirteenth grade. Yeah. Really, it's yeah. that's, what, that's what people in, in my hometown called uh, UMass Amherst.
3: 13th grade
1: yeah. an actual university
2: yeah oh yeah it was the university of massachusetts but it was like a state school obviously and uh yeah like i think 60 percent of our graduating class ends up there wow yeah that's um
4: actually i i think that community college uh graphic design i wouldn't call him a professor teacher uh i was taking a in introductory photoshop class even though i'd been using it for two years for talking me out of going to college that's what he did for me. oh wow oh wow! I said, you know, what do I need to do? What, what college should I be trying to apply to? He's like, just have a portfolio and know people. You don't need to go to college. Wow. I was
2: like, smart, right. dude. Uh, yeah. and, now,
4: and now, like, you've been the head designer. Yeah. I worked for tattoo, ma- worked for two record labels and tattoo magazines and made pretty good money.
1: Wow. That's pretty incredible. I wish someone talked me out of it. <laughs> no, there's everybody but talking you into it.
4: But what else would you have done to
1: spend money? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like fucking sideshow, Bob tonight. Uh,
1: <laughs> well, you know what you should do. Really think about it. Um,
3: <laughs> See, I went, I went. I saw the normal college experience. I went to USC, and there were fraternities and fraternity parties. But it doesn't and all that seem like because it's
1: like to me. And this is just uh, this is probably just TV movies. But to me, like the college experience is like you know. Like a college town kind of thing. Oh, oh, or it's yeah. Where like, it's like the, the college is like, yeah, like basically, yeah, like the movie Breaking Away. That's the college experience. And then, and I fucking love, that's why I love the cut. I was like, it's like, they're fucking there, that's their town. Like, it's, it almost feels, it felt like, you know, Hawaii, it's where it's like it's this vacation spot, but everyone, like, you know, everyone's coming there for this, but you're not a part of it. And that's why I love the fucking movie Breaking Away so much. That's why we relate so well together. I thought yeah, it was going to exactly. be like
4: Revenge of the Nerds.
1: <laughs> Did you really?
4: That's what I thought college would be like.
1: I think I, I don't even really like it's just it's an amalgamation of all these different ideas like just frats. And I thought you
4: had to be in a frat or a sorority. I thought. Or
1: else you get killed.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just you, you weren't in college.
2: I remember at my college there was like two fraternities I think and I, I knew nothing about them but I knew one of them did this hazing things where, where people like pledging had to like carry a brick around all the time. And it was so weird when you saw like a dude that you thought was not into that kind of thing. All of a sudden, he's like, "Is that is that dude kind of brick?" No, I mean, like what? He's kind of trying to hide it, but like, oh my god, he's got a brick. I feel
1: that way. It's weird when it's it's you know when you're talking to someone now. It's like, oh yeah, I was uh, I was hanging out with like a guy I was in a frat with. And you're like, it's like I feel the same when someone's like, uh, oh yeah, I got to go to church uh, tomorrow.
2: I go, <laughs> what? what? Like it's just like I'm like I didn't know you were that kind of guy. Yeah, I I kind of get it now more so like it has this weird thing when you're not experiencing yet and you're looking at it like oh it's just like these weird clubs and there's it seems like there's a lot of like nudity and like weird things that go on and then it's debauched and there's these parties or whatever but really it is it's just like developing a weird network so like you can go like 3000 miles away and you go oh some, there's some people there that I can go and just hang out with and ask about the town
1: it does seem like You, it's like if you don't want to be in a shitty dorm room, if you'd rather be (laughs) in a house, yeah, you fucking join a frat.
3: I I had a very drunk fraternity guy break it down for me one night at a party, and
5: bro, bro, yes, okay, bro, exactly, bro. Here's Here's why. Here's
3: Here's why. Here's
1: why. why. Here's why. Because um,
3: I'm gonna see how many things you say in this in this thing that he actually said said to me.
1: Bro, okay, so it's like family. Family dog. It's like, here here we are. We're all, we're all and you know, it's cause it, grown up, like, okay, bro, uh,
2: we got, we're all, you're just doing hit, like, a guy, lot of it. You're hitting doing a lot of it. Guy cash. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Start a
2: story. Start a story. Yeah. Start a story.
1: No, okay, so I went to uh, I had this a college. Well, I, went, I didn't go this college. It's like my friend, what is, he, was, he wasn't a friend. He was like a friend of a friend. But yeah. like, we hung out everyone. So. We had this black and white TV when I was a kid. <laughs> Uh, um,
3: sorry. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Hey, stop rubbing me. Um. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, he he told uh, told us that he that this fraternity had figured out the way of the world in that the drunker you got women, the more high class booze you poured into them, the better your life was gonna be. And they had the t- what? Like it, it was kind of advocating date rape at the Ugh. same time. He was talking about. Wh- how I just money- imagine like a bunch of
1: fucking like frat guys um, over like the passed out mouth of a of a fucking girl, all pouring like high class booze, and it was like boil, oh, boil, oh, toil, and trouble. <laughs> witchcraft,
3: <laughs> just, witchcraft. <laughs> uh, it was it was a very yeah, I don't know. It, it, it was one of those things where it's just like you look down the dark alley and you see the people gathered around, like it, like just bad shit goes down there. That's what I always felt every time. Like, institutionalized misbehavior. I'm fine with going out and getting drunk and getting in a fight, because I'm going to do that. But whenever 70 guys do that, it always breaks (laughs) bad.
2: Yeah. This has been nerds talking about frat guys (laughs) (laughs) well into their 30s. Uh, But, like, you know,
1: I don't... I think it's because, you know, there's a thing that happens when we do, like, live nerd shows where, you know, kids are always like, well, how did you know you were, like, a nerd or, like, you know... I always tell people like I, I didn't really not nerd. Like <laughs> I'm not nerd. Uh, no, I just I don't. I never felt like you know the stuff I liked I thought was cool, and I and I sought out the things that I liked and the people that liked it. I mean the way mm. Ben and I found each other as friends, you know, like that were had a lot in common, and just same like when you go when you go see it, like a punk show, like you know you're you're making a, you're making a, a conscious effort to like you know like the things you like and not be ashamed yeah. of it but i mean the, the people are different like you know it's like we hear a lot of people go it's like i used to like be really ashamed that i like this i was like why who fucking cares about other people
4: i would love to bring a, a frat guy to a locus show in 1999 yeah to see what they look like there yeah. yeah exactly
2: and that was the other thing like I, I never had this like macho attachment of like oh it's like those are like tough sports guys or whatever it's, punk shows that i went to i was like those things are brutal yeah like those dudes were way scarier to me than you know some guy on a hockey team or something
1: no those are the guys i fucking like it's like you know just like they're also like white dudes named chad you know just yeah
2: yeah, whatever but the guy is like everyone only knows his destro and uh he's been living in a van and he loves coming to every show that this one vet's hall, like, you, know, you just see. See, him see like, I, always I, the, I always got. I always
3: pit. it was always the other way with me. I always got along with those guys, and I was all I. I was terrified of the football team.
1: Yeah, I mean, th- there was always those guys in the like in the punk scene, though. Where it's like, um, yeah, you know, the older guy. You're like, what's his deal? You know, like it's yeah. like it's like everyone here is seventeen and there's a couple like guys that like tried to go to the mainland and came back I was like <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but then there was uh, and then there was like this there was this one guy and he's awesome like he is like one of the sweetest men i know i've gone on tour with him a couple times uh, he, he professionally is a, he makes cheesecake that's what he does for a living his his name is Otto and but like and no one Otto. Otto, no one knew Otto. no one knew like his real name or his real age but he was just like Otto and he was in a band and he made cheesecake and you know he, he even had like radio commercials like it's like, uh, like you know, it's like, hey, I'm Otto. Buy my cheesecake. Like you're just this really sweet guy. <laughs> I want that. Um, and I went on tour with him a couple times with the Sticklers, and it's just, but like, it was just he was one of those guys. You're like, who is that dude? And then there was another guy who was uh, a satanic priest. This guy, um, like Church, church of Satan. Yeah, satanic yeah, yeah. Or yeah, or yeah like satanic wicked. priest, like, like like a fucking certified satanic priest. Uh, and he was in a band called the Catalogs, which uh, the Queers actually covered a song of theirs, and. Uh, and it's just like, he's
2: just this guy. Why did you like, point at Ben when you said the queers? Because he knows who the queers are. I interviewed, do, the,
4: I interviewed the queers when I was uh, 16 years old for my fanzine. Oh, wow. Did you,
6: who you are the influences in
4: besides Ramones? I Actually, I think I want I, I got to go back and read some of those interviews because I, I feel like even though I did ask the influences question, I mean, I was 16, you can't blame me. No, not at all. I feel like a lot of the interviews were pretty good. Except for the one I got to do. I waited outside the glass house for like four hours. I got to I got to a toy doll show at noon and waited outside the glass <laughs> house. Just that sounds to, like a kid thing. Just to, do. to yeah. try to ask the band if I could interview him for my fanzine. And I was totally not prepared for a yes. Yeah. And I went back. I, I, I probably still have the tape somewhere. But I think the only questions I got out was they were playing something with a, with No Doubt that was like a charity thing that that month with like a ton of Orange County punk bands. And t- this is the first time Toy Dolls had been over from England in like years. So Olga was like, yeah, I'll do it. And I, w- I was – I got, what are your influences? <laughs> what was it like to play with No Doubt?
5: <laughs> <laughs> and oh. like –
4: one other, and you can hear my sixteen-year-old oh, voice no. shaking on the mic, oh, just horrified. And I immediately knew I'm never going to use it. But that was nice. I got to yeah. Meet yeah you got meet one of my favorite people ever. It's
1: always a way to get to that's meet awesome. somebody.
4: Oh, interview. Um, but I was prepared to interview Joe Queer, and he was a great guy.
1: That's really cool. Uh, but did you uh, did you have any like like older weird dudes? And like, how small was the Orange County like scene that you were a part of?
4: It was pretty. It was pretty tight. But I mean, all the all the people. I interviewed a band called the Ironons, and both the dudes worked at the record store. and the, And they were like the dudes that shaped me, essentially. Like, yeah, I came in one day. I had, there was a punk in at, at my high school that got me into the basics. He made me a tape with you know all the LA punk bands, Sex Pistols, well, all the LA punk bands like all, Sex you know, Pistols, and so they were, the one side was Sex Pistols, one side was X, Circle yeah! uh, Jerks, <laughs> uh, you know. Basically, all the Danger House bands as well. Yeah. I went in and I, I went to the this guy Anthony, and I was just like, "Hey, I have all these Aerosmith CDs. I want you love Aerosmith. I wanted, I wanted. <laughs> it was like all I had. I was like, I, I want to get some punk rock. And he was just like, went over to the LP bin and just pulled out e- everything and gave me like double the store credit I should have gotten. It was oh. just like so happy! Oh, awesome.
1: that's a dude. That's yeah. a crazy thing about like getting into punk that there are. There's like there's a prerequisite. There's like uh, it's like it's like signing up for a class in college, I think. And uh, <laughs> it's like you go, you're like, hey, I, like I want to take this, I want to learn about this, this uh, curriculum, you know, this thing, um, this topic. And then they, they, everyone goes like, okay, well, you have to get uh, the Let's Ramones. Start at the beginning, yeah, like yeah. So like here's an MC, like it, it, that doesn't really have an MC. If you find that out later, but like yeah. if someone goes like Ramones, Misfits, Minor Threat, Black Flag. Yeah. Like those are kind of like those are, uh, yeah. Those that's that's the intro. That's like those are the punk four, 101. Yeah, that's punk one. Like someone just go here. You go I somehow. Oh, but sex pistols, like that kind of like you know that's usually a part of it. Like never mind the
4: bollocks. Um, I always but I always wanted like I always imagined back then that I was going to be that punk mentor one day, and now it's just Spotify. Like a kid goes, <laughs> oh, I like the Misfits. Similar artists. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's all he has to yeah. do.
3: That was one of the coolest things about working at a record store, though was. It, not just punk but for everything is like they would come in and say like i like this band and then you got to like throw the darts around it on the dartboard and and take them and be like well yeah. do you, if you like this part you should go over here and if you like this part you should go over there or, yeah
1: it's yeah it's really it's like uh, oh there was a cool part with horns like oh well and then you should listen to, yeah this yeah. thing and that's you know in with you know my brother adam who's here like we because of our friend kiani like we got into metal and um, and we liked music. We just we didn't know what we just listened to what we liked, kind of like, and you know, we were young. Um, but Keanu got us into metal and then you got really into metal. And like so did, like Donald, our friend uh, from the neighborhood, uh, who's like, you know, been our friend since. I mean, like he's still I talk to this guy all the time. He's one of my best friends in the world. And uh, like it's like we all got into metal. And then like we kind of continued. like Nirvana came out then. And then it was like, oh, this is all this hard rock kind of stuff. And then I want to know what happened uh, where, like, there was the change where we were all playing, like, kind of Nirvana songs and Metallica songs and Black Sabbath songs. And then you start smoking pot and listen to reggae. And then we, <laughs> were all, we were all like,
6: wait, no, we, that's not what we do. We're into this hard stuff. You know, I always the way I look back at it now is it always like I, I kind of see myself like I was like a um, uh, skull where i was kind of like i was Lewis? The, Wait. yeah louis colnick from revenge of the nerd yeah <laughs> where i was i was into that stuff but it was like i started hanging out with certain crowd and like i like and just trying to be more you know get Wait, do you
1: mean Louis Skullnick from *Revenge of the Nerds* Part Three, where he wasn't a nerd anymore? Yeah, in a way, no. The but straight,
6: the TV movie *Revenge yeah, of the now, Nerds* Part now Three. You, now, the way you put it that way, it sounds horrible. Well,
1: no, I mean, I get it. No, yeah, it's, no, it's a no, reference it just, point uh, I got
6: completely. You no, know, it was just like you know, like the yeah, the friends I was hanging out with. It, you know, they they listen to that stuff all the time, and I did not like it at all. First, I think it was one of those things that after hearing it so many times, that I kind of got into it, and I did like you know. You know Bob Marley and a lot of reggae for years. Um,
1: Bob I, Marley. I, I mean, I just uh, watched a bunch of that documentary, the Marley documentary, which is great. It's a great documentary. Yeah, I, won't,
6: I won't even listen to Bob Marley. I will listen to his like early stuff, but I, I don't even don't do that now.
1: Like the Whaler stuff. Yeah, I'll look,
6: that early Whaler stuff. Yeah, I think is still great, but yeah. I, just, I just don't. I think it was that two years after I finished college, that was back in Hawaii. That it just, it reggae just got ruined for me just because that's all you hear. That's all home.
1: you hear. Even if you're not hearing reggae, you're hearing Hawaiian music. But <laughs> wait, I would like wait, wait, to explain Hawaiian music, Jamaican is, Hawaiian music, Oh, J-wayan, that is And terrible. it's basically just uh, slack key guitars playing reggae covers. You it's guys, all can we, covers.
4: Can we all just be thankful that we didn't grow up in Hawaii? Yay.
1: <laughs> but I would like to
6: publicly thank uh, Donald. He's the reason I play guitar.
1: Yeah, our friend Donald, um, like he. Like yeah, he got well, us because uh, uh, I I I like if don't I wouldn't be anything in my life if it weren't for Donald. No, because uh,
6: well, Keanu, he got me. He asked me, you know, go play the place. Um, Rockworks. Was it Rockworks? Yeah, man, I spoke to Rockworks
1: rock with wrong. uh Bruce Bolo, <laughs> Bruce yeah, B yeah. Bolo, the guy that taught me uh, some music. He had uh, he was there was like a there was like a music studio thing, and he had like there was always just like fucking those like air conditioner units, and this guy was just this like. Like, just this really goofy, chubby Filipino guy was like, kind of, yeah, man. He kind of was a Muppet. He was a big Muppet. Like, he's always scratching his skin. He always had, like, flaky white patches Ugh. of skin. A- like, ashy. ashy. Ashy, yeah. I was like, yeah, man. Oh, no, you guys would get, you guys got pretty cool stuff. You know, if your parents pay a little bit extra. Uh, Bruce B. Bolos, I remember he, um, he had a demo tape of songs he wrote, and it was called Possessed by the Demo. And it was, it was the, the cover of the demo tape was two different pictures. One was like a, like a guy in a devil suit making him sign a contract, and the second picture was him with a bunch of money with his fucking weird eyes facing the other way. It was like, Ugh. Um it wasn't as weird as that one dude uh, who was a, uh, in the military, and, like, every time he would pl- teach a kid right, right. blues guitar, his, he would wear short shorts, and he would put his legs up, and his balls would be hanging out. Oh, I'm thinking. Oh, I never nightmare. I
6: don't either. Maybe
1: yeah. I Indian blocked Marine. that on nightmare. my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: It's like, you got to feel like you just got broken up with, well. <laughs> I either, <laughs> either blocked my other head, or I just don't – I never saw that at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Unfortunately,
1: I mean. I had walked by, and I was, and I was say, like – I
6: was about to say, uh, unfortunately. Yeah,
1: I remember Donald and I were walking by, we like, oh, fucking – Balls hanging out. <laughs> and then you just hear him from the other room going, You just like your dog just died, man. Trying to teach a kid blues guitar. Yeah. Like and, yeah.
2: I had a drum teacher and uh you were not allowed to play like actual drums most of the time. You would sit and you would face opposite and you would do like practice pad like rudiments. Paradiddles.
1: Yeah. Potato tomato, potato, tomato, potato, tomato. No,
2: we would just say paradiddle because that's what it's called. Well no, but that's what you do in a paradiddle. Yeah. Paradiddle. Paradiddle. It's called it's called a, like accuse and the all right. And
1: potato tomato is weird.
2: Well, no, that's the name know. of the rootman I yeah. took I
1: took bass <laughs> lessons. You took bass lessons. Had a bass. He's like had a bass in his apartment like since he was fucking sixteen. <laughs> I, I've a, never, I, sold I, sold I never I never even heard him.
4: Sold it when I moved to New York. <laughs> yeah, I was in one punk band in high school that played for two weeks and then I got. They broke up, and then they got back together the next day with another bass player with a new name. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, like, like the song yeah, Army Wait, Ben Folds 5.
2: The bass player changed his name or the bandit?
4: No. They, yeah. they,
2: they, he <laughs> changed his name out. to Ben. He broke up. <laughs> but that guy, uh, the guy that taught me drum lessons, we would play on practice pads, but he yeah. had, like, right behind him to his left, had... This Yamaha, like, crazy, like, the rack system with, like, 15 cymbals, <laughs> double bass pedal, and then, like, the two snares. So, like, you got, the like, the marching band snare and a piccolo snare. <laughs> and, like, and he would, like, make you do the rudiments or whatever and play the piece of thing, whatever you're supposed to learn off the sheet music. And they go, you know why it's important to learn that? Then he would go play a fucking drum solo for 40 minutes. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he's you, you just, like... Give you the what's up and like yeah, he was great. I, <laughs>
4: mean, but... I love whoever that guy is. Mark, yeah, I was pretty. Martin right, right.
2: Vasquez from Jack's Drum Shop. Right? <laughs> <laughs> <Disney. laughs> Check out Jack. I heard Vasquez well, rocks.
1: Oh, well. hey, local jokes <laughs> get you local work. Um, <laughs> it's a blank. Patch line. Um, it's you know it's crazy. It's like I was in so many bands growing up, and uh, it got to a point where you you know you just. You get out of high school and you're like, oh, I could – I have more time than I've ever had to deal with. And then you just start making more bands. Um, And me and my friends, uh, there was like these guys in Hawaii that all of a sudden there was just a bunch of gutter punks in Hawaii. Those two things shouldn't coincide. Like guys that were acting like they were homeless, Mohawks, all that shit. And they were in a band called Ammunition Nation, one word. Uh, And and so like there was like a message board, like a punk rock – Hawaii punk rock scene message board. And we were, we were like, oh, let's just start fucking with, like, we're in, like, another gutter punk band. Because they hated us. They called us the Rockers. Because we, <laughs> we were trying to sound like Captain Beefheart. Um And, we're like, they started making us, we were like, hey, let's make a fake band. We'll call it Society's Threat. And we're going to make a fake website. And we're going to, like, fucking give ourselves punk rock names. My name was Gutter, because that's where I sleep. Uh, you know, there was the runaway kid. And he ran away from home because his dad was a fucking queer. Like, you know, we just had, like, there was uh, the singer Chuck was Chuck shit up. Um <laughs> And we we just did this like it was a fake band just to make fun of these kids in this band, Ammunition Nation. And uh, so we started posting other things like, "Hey, we're looking for any other fucking punks that are right there to fucking start some shit. Let's fucking fuck it up. But fuck the rockers." And they they fucking message us back like, "Going, you guys fucking yeah, let's fuck. We gotta hang out, man." And then like uh, we're like, "Well, we're stuck in this like in Kailua, and they're like, like, oh, fuck yeah,' or like Waimea or something like that." And like we never like was always like, "Well, hang out." We never saw him, and then we're like, "Hey, we're playing a show, and we like it was like a big show. It was gonna be like a real crowded show." And, like, uh, we are, you know, because we're, like, older in the scene than them. So we're, like, hey, let us fucking play the show. It'll be really funny. And, like, um, <laughs> and so we, like, we get on the show. We're, like, hey, we're playing a show. It's a size threat. Let's fucking do this. Up the punks. Let's fucking unite. Uh, and then we, <laughs> like, and we're, like, we're trying to hide. And, like, you because know, like, we're dressed up like fucking assholes. Uh, and we're trying to hide before the show. And then it's, like, and so, like we had friends, like, kind of put the equipment up. And then, like, it's, like, all right society's threat and then we come out on stage and the guys just like all their faces just dropped all their arms crossed and then we fucking just played like the worst <laughs> punk rock songs and uh this is one of them uh <laughs> nice transition this is uh, this is one of it's, uh the, the boys in blue by society's threat from uh, society's threat from the album don't give a shit about shit So that was the fake punk band that I made songs for. If you want to know, those the song was called "Boys in Blue," uh, and it was uh, the lyrics were: "The boys in blue better watch what they do because the punks are pissed and they're coming after you." Me? Oh no, the boys in blue. The boys in blue are coming after you,
2: but the punks are pissed and they're all- oh the punks. The are boys pissed. in blue
1: better watch what they do, right? Because the punks are pissed. And they're coming after you.
2: But if they're coming, that
1: time you pointed at me. By... No, they're coming after the 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 boys. Oh, the boy. Okay, so the the boys pu- in blue.
2: The punks are coming after the boys in blue. Yes. Oh, okay. So because the punks are pissed. I thought you were saying that the boys in blue better watch what they do because the punks are pissed because the boys in blue are coming after you.
3: So wait. So I don't think. So you're saying you and the punks were the same person. No, the punks are pissed. Yeah,
1: and the boys are in blue. Mm-hmm. And if a train left
3: Milwaukee from <laughs> But you're in Hawaii. It does it's the train's not going
1: to No, so it. so okay. So <laughs> the, the Boys in Blue, over. the police are coming after okay,
3: you. Okay. All right. Let's just get rid
1: of no, that No, no. The boy No, the boy The, the Boys in Blue are they're the 42. 42. There's 42. Helens agree that Okay, no. So the the punks are pissed and the Boys in Blue are coming after the well, the um, Okay. Um. You're welcome, <laughs> listener. <laughs> it's the end of the year. What do they want?
2: It's the end of the show. You,
1: is it? Are we wrapping up? No, yeah, we can't. Yeah. Well, what time
4: do you have to get up, Neil? You guys had a good run. This is a good way to
2: go out. Yeah, it's a good way to go out. Ne- uh, you know Ben and I... Um, <laughs> is it, is, Ben and you did something about me needing to leave. Yes. Very early in <laughs> the yeah, <yeah>. morning
4: tomorrow. <laughs> no, um, Ben and I... First all-night Jonah Radio podcast.
1: <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. God, guys, let just stay up. <laughs> yeah. That's always like that's always the worst idea. Uh, when you have the notion of, like, I should just stay up. The early flight, oh, don't ever just get.
2: stay up?
3: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, and you have that when you're really drunk or high or something like that, and you're just like... Yeah, I'm only going to get like five hours sleep. I should just always, stay up. Five
2: hours sleep yeah. is always yeah. yeah that's the oh, breaking point. Oh, it's always point. better. Yeah.
3: Right, right after 9 11, I had a friend who lived.
1: This is a heavy show with a 9 11 was Close 9/11. to the Second airport, 9/11.
3: and it was the first time anybody had anybody we known had flown since 9 11. And I was like, I'll give you a ride in the morning, man. It's like two now. You got to be there for like a 7 a.m. flight, so we'll just stay up and. We did exactly that. We just stayed up. We went and got in the car and drove 50 yards to where I needed to drop him off. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
4: You're a terrible uh, friend. You're a what are you funny. talking about? I, I, went up in,
3: night.
1: I went to Thanksgiving in Seattle uh, uh, after 9 11, that, that Thanksgiving right after 9 11, and it was, uh, I think it was like a $70 round trip ticket. Oh, jeez. I also remember um, in San Pedro, gasoline was like. 48 cents a gallon. What? Yeah, it just wow. fucking like went so
2: down because everyone was just scared. And so they're like, we fucking to like, do this. <laughs> Let's sell our shit for cheap. Yeah. I was on the first flight out of Baltimore, Washington International Airport after 9-11. Really? It should be our Christmas it was a- for Christmas yeah. year too. God, Jesus. We don't make it that far, man. I was flying to Bermuda and I was on a 747, the biggest plane with the middle five seats in the back, you know? Yeah. Like the big wide one. And there was maybe fourteen people on the whole plane. <laughs> I had a whole. I just like laid out in a five seat row by myself. And like, it was pretty great.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, but what we we're saying earlier is that Ben and I, like, tried to start a podcast. We oh did yeah, two episodes. Yeah. The Once
4: Future Kings. Two episodes of the Once Future Kings. Um, Are those still up somewhere? I don't think so. I got. I hope not. I mean right. it wasn't it was challenges a, to you, <laughs> internet. It definitely they wasn't done. embarrassing, but it was
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> We played some we played some music we didn't have permission to play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I admitted to having a crush on a girl that Jenna <laughs> was friends with. Which, who, uh, was it? Yeah. Kat, who was it? Yeah, who was it? Catherine. It was before oh. Catherine knew that I Ah oh, she
1: was great. That's right. right. You did have a crush on Catherine. Yeah. Denim yeah. Catherine. She did wear a lot of denim. And now she works in denim.
2: Yeah, that that's what I, I was saying. Cause, not because she wore it, because she yeah. works in the denim Podcast, industry. Watch your Future Kings. She, uh, she let us use her folks' cabin where we shot that zombie episode of yeah. The Freeloader's Guide. Previously mentioned, this episode. That was an,
4: <laughs> that was an amazing...
2: That was a fun that was, time. Uh, ben was there. Ben was, there. Ben was yeah, a zombie. Yeah, yeah. Was ben, a two, ben was two, two different I zombies. two zombies. You were? Yeah. I know I you were the like,
4: greaser. I was Aslas zombie and greaser zombie. Yeah. I remember that, that, a
2: greaser zombie. That yeah, original like I, cut is up, right? Is my, it on you see parts? my ass at yeah. the
4: end of it? I was I was wearing a a union suit with the ass line. Oh right, in the back right, right. <laughs> when yeah. all the zombies were and, and the that fire. was that was
1: like hanging out. I like everyone was piled on top of each other, and I couldn't fucking get the lines right like usual.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. because <laughs> yeah. They're all in the, like yeah. It was like forty degrees. Everyone's like in various states of last dead shot undress. of the night. Yeah, it's two in the morning.
4: A he- thin, a thin layer of union suit separating my penis from whoever was laying below me.
1: Probably Catherine. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. I remember too, like it,
3: Jonah blow the line again. <laughs> yeah, you
1: know, yeah. It was fucking, It was such a fucking. You know, Matt Bronger was there, and uh, it was a uh, it was a fucking fun trip. Yeah. That was a really fun trip, and I remember especially
2: uh, for me because I was like, "All right, we're up here. Everyone's got all the equipment they need. I'm going to go sit inside."
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was it. the freeloaders got to easy living as my... Well. Good, and you you appeared in a few of them.
2: Yeah, three, the, three episodes, three was, episodes. You were in the early. That was the, the travel one. No, the D- dating one. You were at that party. I was it dating? Dating standing
4: behind Jonah, and I was in uh, the drunk driving one at the. Uh, Soup uh, the the bodega type place. Oh,
1: that wasn't yeah, a yeah. freeloaders guy though. That was just uh, that was just uh, drunk day. Okay, then I was only. But on that was that the, the, that thing was a callback too, because
2: yeah. because <laughs> the dating one you were did this like minute long monologue to camera and then you moved and he was and just just standing, standing behind you.
1: staring <laughs> into the lens <laughs> and we did the same thing with drunk day where it's like i'm just like talking to jason at the counter for a while then when i move away <laughs> same face i think we got you in the same shirt yeah.
4: and you have like pork rinds it was, a shirt with, it was a shirt that my friend ryan did a drawing of my face and it said genteel bend. that's right <laughs> genteel Ben. oh
1: man that was good um you uh and and you also you did the uh you did the cover of my first seven inch record yeah yeah I yeah.
4: uh, am no that was uh that was that was cool I was like, oh yeah, I get to do vinyl like yeah my friend has these photos you got to use these photos I'm ah. Like, oh. oh i'm sorry
2: <laughs>
4: no it was uh it was cool i'm i'm it's still in my portfolio so if I'm, it makes I'm you fine. feel
2: better, I wish I didn't do that yeah <laughs> I remember at the time going like do you really want to be like like shooting your brains out on your album
1: cover. Well, here's the thing. I thought it was funny that like – I always wanted – I always liked this joke. I always wanted to do it in a in a video or a sketch, which is a guy that just does a like, ooh, like does like a fingers to the head oh, or in his mouth. Like, and I'm then it actually
2: – and, and then he pulls the finger trigger and then
1: – Yeah, then yeah. actual fucking brains fly out. <laughs> um, and I always thought that was funny, but it didn't – I realized like as a still thing – it's yeah. like me putting like my fingers to my fucking temple, Very going emo, like just like no, but like in my face, I'm just like I'm like this material is gonna blow your mind. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Get inside the head of Jonah. Ra- I know, I know. But like I was so set on that joke, I had the idea I had for that to be a thing in a video. Right. That was like, oh, that's so funny. We'll have blood spraying out the other side, like it's real. But it was just like. Ugh. I'm like I, I, I'm not stoked on it, and like the back, it just the and back also cover is
4: great though. The back, back cover, cover is great, yeah, good. yeah.
1: And the layout is amazing, and like it's like it's like yeah. I feel so bad that I you know and I did the same thing. Dave when Dave Clock like wanted to start doing the posters for the meltdown, I was like it has to has, has to have this kind of thing and a logo and you make it like this and like uh like he did two and I was like they're great. I was like you know what I don't fucking care, just <laughs> fucking do whatever you want. And then the most amazing posters started being made. Yeah. Uh, and that's why when I do release my LP, it's going to be uh, whatever Ben wants to do. Yes. Yeah. Also, Ben was a designer of the Bad News Penguin shirt that's available at BlueCollarDistro.com.
3: I yeah. still to see what
4: those look like. They
3: look pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. People like them. People bought them. Um, and Did I tell you that I bought a, a, a J-shirt? <laughs> oh, J-shirts. I bought one. Did you get into any of the J-shirt stuff? Jason Walliner started a oh, T-shirt company so where it was a uh, it was like a Che Guevara head but with a J Jay uh, Jay Leno's face in it. Jay, <laughs> amazing Jay. But what Jay happens?
3: J E with that. But what happens
1: in the story of the putting out those shirts? Like, is a fake thing where he like realizes that like you can't really tell that it's Jay Leno, and then they try to do another print, and then it's just like it's the outline of of most of, like, the Che Guevara design, but with, like, space a, and then Jay Leno's really face. Jay Leno in the middle. <laughs> like, Jay Leno's face
2: in the middle of it.
3: And there's a, there's also one that's a picture of the guy wearing that
2: shirt yeah, like on a shirt, like he up sent it to the hits. printer they by accident. <laughs> and they were putting out flyers and, like, online promotional images, and then people were trying to order those as shirts. And so he had to put
1: out, like, a thing and go, please don't order these. Every time they're ordered, I am charged. <laughs>
4: Actually, I just did a, a mock-up that got rejected for a band that had a mini T-shirt on the T-shirt with the band's name on the mini T-shirt printed. That's great. I thought, no, I totally. Yeah. It was just crickets. <laughs> no. Really? No response. I didn't even get rejected. I just got no response. I, that's so
1: fucking funny, though. Yeah, yeah you get, that's what you got.
4: <laughs> no, I actually, I just, I haven't seen the actual printed ones.
1: They, uh, there's pictures of it. Oh like oh, in in real life. Like, yeah.
4: Well no, I mean I haven't seen like that's the mock up. I did a mock up of a shirt. And I yeah, I'll show,
1: I'll show you later. Um but uh yeah, like I I feel bad for like reining you in like that.
4: No, no, it's 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 great. And I'm like I'm stoked that the penguin shirt is doing well.
1: Yeah, the penguin shirt is doing really well. I feel
4: bad that I actually that I also did the overrated EO head shirt and- <laughs> You know what? I just well, I got relax. the I got the November numbers.
1: Uh we've sold about 10. All right. In November D- we sold about town, which is nice. Yeah, overrated Dio had Still a- Sorry, tickets baby. still available.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's you, hate doesn't t- sell a lot of t-shirts. Like uh, I don't know, I don't, people are more gonna buy t-shirts for things they're into. I than know. Things it's
0: that more than I have a lot.
2: Of, I have a lot of screwdriver t-shirts. Ew. <laughs> <Still. laughs>
3: for
1: those who don't know, Screwdriver was a band that put out seven-inch that everyone fucking loved, and then they put out an album. Well, they had a whole
4: non-racist album.
1: Yeah. I thought it was just a, it was an EP, I thought, their no, first thing. the whole non-racist album. So they went from – like, fucking great. Like, they, if they had – It wasn't
4: really that good, though. I
1: mean – Do you think it's just in comparison to the – In hate?
4: comparison to the fact that the rest of them were about hating Jews and things. This,
1: yeah. Like the first there ones. was another band like that, uh, One Life Crew. It was a band on Victory Records, which is why I, you know, I don't really appreciate that label once I found out that they put out a One Life Crew. And I liked it because I bought it and I was like, this is good hardcore. And then, like – I read the lyrics and I was like, well, that seems a bit suspect. And then they put out another album. The cover of the album is four screenshots from border patrol of these border agents beating the shit out of guys trying to come into the country. Think what you will about that situation. They glorified the violent part of it.
2: Yeah. And like in celebration, it also it. seems like it could be a Rage Against the Machine album <laughs> if it was in. That's, <laughs> <with> that.
1: <laughs> that's true, you know, but yeah, yeah, that's- they could also put out like a fucking self-flaming monk and just uh, yeah, yeah. and just be like, that's like, ha ha! they just it wouldn't have been in black and white. Is that the <laughs> technical term, self-flaming? <laughs> no, it's uh, self-embalming, self-emulation, self-emulation. <laughs> yeah, might. My-
2: I like self-flaming though. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, Guys, I get it. I saw I 7 Years in Tibet. I know what it is all about, okay? <laughs> it's, it's about like, a Nazi. It's like
3: Cheetos. <laughs> is he a Nazi? Yeah. that was the th- that's the you thing know, about Flaming that movie is Cheetos? like he went to Tibet and then <laughs> he turned around and yeah. came back self moon. The end of that movie is in like the 1939. He goes back to Germany, and I didn't he like hear the beginning of this. But... <laughs> no, no, hold on. Okay.
1: Is that oh. the guy? So the guy that that was based on, he actually went and he
3: went and like helped form and do all sorts of stuff with the Nazis. What? Yeah.
1: How does that make sense? He learned so much in Tibet. He spent seven years there. <laughs>
2: Yeah. You,
0: so <laughs> seven, the, the Brad Pitt
1: movie, Seven Years in Tibet.
2: Well, don't rehash it now. Neither of us really care. Listen, this is no, we weren't listening. This is better. We than, were enjoying my flaming hot <laughs> monk. We were, we're oh, all no, no, totally cheetos. Thing. Actually, now that I cheetos hear it, it's monks.
0: actually pretty funny.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Self-flaming hot Cheeto monk.
0: <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs>
1: So, I, think so this, great I think this podcast is better than most because we don't just talk about podcasting on this podcast. <laughs> Ooh. Listen to them. How you monetizing? That's <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like imagine if every band started putting out a record with other people from other bands and all they did was talking about being in bands. That's what podcasting has become. <laughs>
2: Oh, and also for the listener, if you want to listen to Walking the Room that Jonah did an hour ago, <laughs> Live at Meltdown, you'll just know like how his whole evening was spent.
1: That's true. Yeah. yeah, it's been the whole thing. Oh, no, here's what you do. Here's what you do. And even though it's too late for it now, uh, if you want to spend my day today, um, make yourself some uneventful scrambled eggs. Then what you're going to do is you're going to go see The Hobbit. Forget that it's three hours long. Enjoy it. Go do a walk. In- listen to Walking the Room. Then listen to this. That's my day.
4: And if you want my day, stop in between Walking the Room and this and get uh Chick fil A. Yeah. And my
2: day,
3: my day only requires
2: Wait a minute, Chick fil A.
3: We're gonna listen to Sundials.
1: We're gonna listen to the Sundials seven ten from the album When I Couldn't Breathe, and we're gonna be right back. It's a great album. Go get it. hear Neil and I say oh shit like that, that means you should go to (laughs) channel101.com and watch the Mike McCafferty show Oh Shit.
5: Oh Oh, shit! shit.
1: And then watch Gumball while you're at it because it is one of the best (laughs) things in the world.
2: And while you're at it, Check out intimate.
1: Indiscretions. Oh God! If Paul listens to this, he's gonna be so upset. Because <laughs> I did that thing on uh, Attack of the Show recently, where it's like uh, they're like, "Oh, you can talk about something. You can bring, it, you can tell people about something that you, they might not know about." I was like, "I'll talk about Channel One Hundred One and Gumble mainly." Right. And he's like, "Oh, it's weird that you wouldn't bring up the thing you're on." And I was like, "Well, it feels weird." <laughs> I directed.
2: Just, uh, I spent ten months on. And uh, <laughs> I think
1: Intimate Indiscretions is great. I, but that's just that that says well, a lot about me. How I, like I don't feel comfortable promoting the things that I'm in or a part of or do. It does say a lot about you. See, this is why Neil's getting better is because he's like <laughs> learning how to say something to <laughs> fill the time where he's looking for it.
5: <laughs>
1: I'm great. You know, we haven't had any music news in this, which is a shame because those are usually one of my. I do miss the... Neil, let's get into some music news. Who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who. There's been uh, no music news today.
2: That's been music news! Wait. Let me oh, right. fuck. I saw some music news. Wait. Um, oh, did you see that Beck put out an album that's just printed? It's Yes, he book? put out
1: an album of sheet music. Yeah. Um, and then these,
2: these dorks from fucking NPR in New York... They all like they got like the one guy from every show who could play an instrument, and they all learned the song. And then like there's this video online of these public radio hosts like like attentively like reading the sheet music and playing piano and guitar. And and how whatever. is it? It's all right. It's, it sounds like a Beck a cover band playing a Beck song. I'm <laughs> quitting my
4: job t- tomorrow. The music <laughs> industry needs to die. <laughs> <laughs> well, NPR too.
2: Yeah. Um. No,
1: I don't think I think I like NPR. I like like NPR. Um, If I like NPR, that's just one step closer of trying to get Henry Rollins on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Remember, the day that happens, no drinking. We are not allowed drinking on this podcast when Henry
3: Rollins is back here. Uh, We went long with Lance Bangs. We're going to go, like, really long with Henry Rollins.
1: Don't worry.
4: That guy doesn't really like to talk. (laughs)
1: Uh Yeah. I am. I'm. Uh, it turns out the two bookers for the Nerdist podcast, these uh, really friendly ladies named Ashley and Debbie, um, they like. Uh, Debbie's actually married to Rusty, the guitar player from H Two O. Wow. Yeah. How funny. Yeah. And so like she knows like all these old New York hardcore guys, and I was like, can we get Walter from <laughs> Ah Quicksand? Fucking, which fucking t- Quicksand? Yes, but he's also been in Rival Schools. Gorilla Biscuits. Well, Grill Biscuits is one of my favorite bands of all time. And, uh, you know, Youth of Today. And uh, I think he played with Bull for a little bit. But, like, he's just this guy. I was like, and she's like, I did not know he was in Gorilla Biscuits. Yeah, he I love Quicksand. Biscuits. but is great. Yeah. But, like, Grill Biscuits, like, was meant a lot to me.
2: Yeah, Quicksand and, meant a lot
1: to me. Yeah. Rival Schools, did you think it, that meant a lot to anybody?
2: Uh,. I, I liked it. I That was when I was working in a music magazine, and I had to review it. And I was like, oh, it's not like quicksand. And I was like, mm, we got it's Everyone pretty, It's pretty super stuff. excited for it. And then, yeah, just really didn't leave them. Yeah, it's pretty stuff. Like, yeah.
1: it's very – like, it's uh, – you know, clearly he wanted to try
2: a new different thing. Um, but, yeah, when you were talking about, like, Punk 101, like, for some reason I never – I skipped the Ramones altogether, and I also skipped like Gorilla Biscuits and a lot of the New York stuff. I kind of thought Ramones were boring when I first heard I them. I didn't
4: get into the Ramones until way later. Somehow, me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: and and it was always, and it was with like a reverence that I, in my late twenties, that I had for the Beatles when I was in my teens. Like, oh, this is a thing that everyone likes. I should just like have a knowledge of I, it. I was yeah. just put
4: in. I was immediately put into the early England scene and the. You know early 80s LA scene, so I was right. just immediately like Sex Pistols, Damned, The Clash, yeah, Buzzcocks, X, uh, Germs, germs Avengers, Black. Black Flag, Descendants, and I never really yeah. got into
2: the LA stuff either. It was, I was pretty much just like DC punk punk, and then see, I never,
1: that, but the DC it, punk is essentially just hardcore,
2: right? But yeah. and then it was like hard quickly games, emo, and then, um. <laughs> And then at the same time we were starting to l- listen to like Minor Threat and Fugazi and whatever uh, was like also Motorhead and like uh, and then going like you know what like fucking Metallica is fucking pretty good like <laughs> I found from yeah. being out
4: from being out from living out there and and knowing a lot of people from out there that a lot of a lot of I mean a lot of kids are getting a punk in the Orange County scene. A hardcore kid there there was definitely like a huge straight edge and hardcore scene that did but a lot of my friends never i mean we didn't get into the dc stuff till way later and none of us ever got into like the new york or boston scenes at all like i don't i mean i wouldn't have either if it i, wasn't I, for straight I edge. don't I, yeah i was never straight edge and i never gotten it i mean any when people start talking about new york hardcore and boston and boston stuff i just check yeah. out because i still to this day never yeah, but, yeah. and
2: i never never I mean, i'm from massachusetts i didn't know much about Boston hardcore stuff. Slapshot. I mean, I knew they were a band.
1: Back on the map. Back on the map.
2: And that was their hit.
3: Back before the Bostones added the second Mighty. <laughs>
2: they were just the Mighty. The Mighty Boston's. And then they became the Mighty Mighty Boston. Is that real? And then they became the announcer for day. the Jimmy Kimmel Bip
0: Show. Bo.
1: Oh.
2: No one else.
1: Everyone's unsubscribed. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: <laughs> um, yeah, but like I, I think the reason I got in all those bands and like what Adam was saying earlier, it really was Donald. Like uh, my friend Donald Abel is just like this guy that like influenced everything in my life, and uh, and I, I I say this in, in like and it sounds cheesy because it is, but it's like you know punk rock like.
5: There he goes again.
1: Um I've known him since I was five years old. Still friends with him. Anyone else? Anyone else can say that?
2: Yeah, I got a lot of dudes like that.
1: All I want to say is I love my Donnie. I love my Donnie. I love my Donnie. Uh but like yeah, he's the reason that I got into all the cool stuff that I ever got into.
2: And, you know, it's just uh it's
1: probably because he was an only child. You know, he he had the time and energy. I think and,
2: everyone has like that dude. Marin sometimes talks about that, like the guy that like kind of open the door yeah stuff. like for for me and it was my my friend dan's older brother sean uh was very much into like he we got a lot of musical kind of cues from him uh like he was like the entryway into like fugazi and, and yeah and shit
1: yeah and shit like that Don was that guy for me like i wouldn't have gotten into anything if it wasn't for him yeah.
2: and then the guys at like our local record store which was a, a Newbury comics franchise in hyannis massachusetts oh piebald yeah and uh but those guys were like just like straight metal dudes. They were not like cool indie dudes that you would hope to meet.
4: Yeah. Yeah, my record store guys were, you know, hey, listen to the smoking popes and jawbreaker and yeah. you know, no effects and just random <laughs> And we
2: were go- we were going to the counter and going, You guys should listen to Jawbreaker yeah. and But they were like, Yeah, have you had the new Megadeth?
4: <laughs> I actually had the guy the guy from the local record store drove me to a jawbreaker show when i was 15 and i had to explain to my mom that who are you going to the show with the guy from the record store yeah and, and i think back at it now and my mom just let me go to so many of those things where i just told her the guy from the record store <laughs> is me.
1: yeah <laughs> yeah it is weird though like it's like i remember my parents were like like that guy otto i was talking about they're like how old is he <laughs> yeah. and I was like, Yeah, but is it cool if he sleeps uh in his van in our driveway? Uh, <laughs> I guess so. We're stoned. Do what you wanna do, which was really the theme oh, of growing up. I don't have do what you wanna do from that. Do family. what you so wanna do, try. say what you wanna say, play how you wanna dance <laughs> oh, yeah, how you wanted to dance. I, I got
4: to go to it. a I got to go to a show called Board in the South Bay, which was a heat. one of the first like Southern California festival type things it was a I ton of punk dance. Bad religion played, the muffs played, Tilt played, actually. Yeah. Um but Tilt, the band that Cash always talks about. But uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> I I got to go I got to go to that and I it was the dude from the record store that my mom had never met. I mean, he was, you know, he was one of like the three record store guys that I let that, you know, basically shaped what I listened to. And he was not a creep. He was like this dude was awesome. He was a t- you know, at the time I think he was 21 total nerdy dude. He was one of the first people that I knew that played it. Like he played Diablo online all the time. Oh, he was just like a big nerdy dude to listen to punk rock. And like he, he took me to the show and he was like, yeah, man, you, you can, you know, I live in Huntington, right? Like, kind of close. So you can just crash there. I'll you know, bring you home in the morning. I'm like, yeah, mom, he said I could just crash his house. My mom <laughs> was just like, cool. Sure. Yeah. <laughs>
2: There was a couple times I always assume knows him as the guy from the record store, yeah.
4: Kurt from the record store.
1: <laughs> I would always assume my parents would care more. I remember one time I was like uh, it was like a Sunday night and there was a show uh, Scare Chaka was playing like a second night an unannounced show like they played Saturday night my band opened up fucking great night love that band so much and then like they're like oh scared Chaka's gonna play a show again tonight and I was like well I fucking I can't go out to town again like it's like you know it's like 25 30 minutes away but it's like over a mountain in the middle of an island so it's like it's a big separate it's a big drive it's a dangerous drive Wait,
3: who's playing mordor
1: yeah <laughs> So, like, uh, I, I was like, hey, I got to go study at a friend's house. I've never talked about school <laughs> or anything. Like, I was like, we're working on a thing. I got to study. He's gotta study. Help me my-
2: I definitely can't do it here. <laughs> yeah.
1: So he's, He has the same test thing tomorrow, and I got to go study at my friend's house. I don't think they would have cared too much, but, like, I felt the need to, like, have to lie to him. I think yeah. that
4: might have been the thing is I was either too dumb or too scared to lie. So my I think my mom just always trusted me because I was saying... Yeah, the guy from the record store has let me sleep on his couch. Yeah. <laughs> well, I tell him know. hello. Does he need money?
1: <laughs> uh, My mom did not. <laughs> uh, well, I want to thank our guest Ben Getting for hanging out with us yeah, thanks tonight. For having me. Yeah. Did you have fun? No. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's about right. Um, as always, uh, our producer
2: is Cash Hartzell. Uh, our
0: That's
2: not the end
3: song,
1: you
2: know. Oh no! I know. It's just a, it's story of developed in the Cassius theme.
3: You know what? I think you've used it on each other a few times too. Yeah, but <laughs> you know we've had a lot of fun here tonight. But I think no, we
1: can oh, need, do better. Okay. No, come on! I, I like I, I like doing fake movies.
2: You still yeah. Uh, uh, oh yeah. Well, it's
1: been it. a great night.
2: Oh wait. You want me to do
1: it? No, I'll do it.
2: <laughs> I just. I didn't see the visual cue. I was looking at Adam. The visual cue you asked for last time. (laughs) I wasn't looking at you. Well, it's been a
1: great night. We've had a lot of fun. Ben, you're one of my better friends. I'm not going to say best because it's a term I don't like to use. Neil, you're my best friend. Uh
2: (laughs) 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 I'm not your best friend. I'm your first friend in comedy. You get so offended. You get so offended. several interviews, first friend in comedy, That is not an accolade or superlative that anyone is comfortable with. Hey,
3: fuck you. He met me the same night he met you, and
2: you're the first one.
3: Yeah,
1: but I spent the (laughs) night at his house before I ever fucking got to him. You were living in Glendale. I didn't even know what that was. (laughs) Wait Wait a second. What'd you do? Slept over at your house? No, Neil, I slept (laughs) over at your house. Oh, really? Yeah, Neil was hot on. He was hot on the video game called... Grand Theft Auto three. It just came out for PlayStation
2: One Two, Two. Two. Sorry. Vice City.
1: This <laughs> came out for iOS.
3: I just been playing this for like three hours.
1: Oh, this guy's really cool. Wait, was it was yeah. were you, were you that's what you, I thought. Did you stay, <laughs> did, you
3: stay at, did you stay at his place that was the one room? The one room. Yeah. yeah. The
1: one room. And then like he told me about his friend that like He's like, yeah, my friend had to quit drinking. I remember when he was over here, I heard him peeing, and it didn't sound right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was weird. It was like you were saying it was just like boop boop boop, like (laughs) it was all this skipping, and you thought he was like skipping the bowl, and it was just no. That's how it came out.
2: Yeah, he had a situation.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
3: Brand new to your pets and pets and dogs.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, so, anyway, thanks everybody. Um, hey, does Drew Carey still
2: do that spade neuter thing at the end of Price is Right? I think that was just a Bob thing. I don't know. I know he was like a big uh, PETA guy or whatever. Like, he was big into that, but does Drew carry it on in like a tradition kind of way? I don't know. Let's find out.
1: No oh, shit, that was not the right one. <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs> oh, I didn't man. say
0: anything. God damn it! No, wait a, a second.
2: I don't know if we've ever explained, that you also have a soundboard at your disposal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Stop lying, Neil.
3: Uh, Neil's got to get up early, guys. You guys are pretty yeah. easy. Anyway, it's been
1: nice to have Ben here. It's been oh, nice to have uh, Neil Mahoney here. Cash um, uh, is our producer. Uh, we are funded by the Apple and Newton fund from uh, the... Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? Apple
2: and Newton fund? I'm
1: just trying to sound like, uh, like a fucking NPR thing.
2: Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> Apple and Newton. Yeah. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> what <are you>
2: <laughs> yeah it's the opposite of Apple. Yeah, yeah
3: it really is <laughs> in a few ways.
1: It's a human. and <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, no, uh,
4: you know, Ben, uh, phaserblast.com. Bengetting.com. You changed Phaser, it. Well, Bengetting.com is my graphic design site. Phaserblast is my stupid blog. Okay, so Bengetting, B-E-N-G-O-E-T-T-I-N-G.
1: BenGetting.com. Ben getting, ben um, getting late? Oh no! I was waiting for that one. I almost made an entire put three it in, hours. Put it in the oh, fucking my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like, you're, you're you're an amazing designer, and um, and I, I I really love all your stuff. And uh, if you wanted to, you could go freelance. Well, <laughs> career advice from Jonah Ray <laughs> yeah. well I'm just that's saying like you moved, to, you moved to New York with a girlfriend she dumped you and now you can move <laughs> back here and just uh, work with and hang out with us
4: true. Or I, could, I could move out here and work for Vagrant as well <laughs> that's true
1: <laughs> yes. back here to work for Vagrant again well it's been a lot of fun it's not only we're not even that drunk it's just that we're more tired than anything else
2: Jonah's done already uh, another hour and a half podcast before this <clears throat> me and uh, Amy Mann I don't have an Amy Mandra.
0: <laughs> one.
1: That would just, right? Yeah. <laughs> Did she do a cover of One is the Loneliest Number? Yeah, for the Magnolia soundtrack. Yeah, for the Magnolia soundtrack. Anyway, uh, Adam, shut up. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, Adam's here. Thanks uh, so much. Um, uh, the Next week, you're going to hear a fucking great theme song, the Adam wrote. A lot better than the first one. Uh, and uh, if you liked any of the bands that you heard, please go and pick up their stuff. Uh go to the Tumblr for the links to find out where to get that. Stuff. Go to the Tumblr links it, and also like the links go up on uh on the Nerdis site too. You know, the Nerdist site is there and yeah, you know, that oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um and uh please keep on keeping on. I'll go to Blue Collar Distro. They've been really nice to us and we're gonna start putting out more stuff. Thanks to Dana Lechtenberg for doing amazing artwork for all the fucking uh episodes. Yeah. And um
2: yeah, I don't know. Dan and I had fun roasting the uh the twelve, 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 concert. Sandy relief concert together. He's a great Did guy.
1: He's a good dude. He's really talented, and he does all that stuff so much for free. It's very nice of him. <laughs> so much for free. So much for free. Uh, but I'm going to end on a, a submitted song uh, from Feast of the Superb Owl, and uh, it's it's something that it's one of those things where you know you you put on something and you're like ah I don't know but then you it kind of keeps on coming up and then you get really into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the guy has a voice that kind of sounds like the singer from um, uh, the Dismemberment Plan, okay. which I really enjoy. So, this is the song Toast to Golden Moons. Uh, thanks for listening to Jonah Radio. Sorry about
6: the first episode.
1: Yeah, sorry about the first episode. Thanks, everybody.
0: dot com